the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's great to be with you today on another sunny, hot Typical July Friday morning, and it's we're coming to you live, of course, from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, which is our home away from home during the summer to do our Blue Darter Sports Central broadcast. It's a great day at Porky's, as it always is. We're going to please to be joined by a four, all-time great Apopka Blue Darter, Dwight Edge, great football player, great baseball player, played baseball at the University of Florida and football and played professional baseball as well. Now Dwight's heavily involved in youth, working with youth, baseball, coaching Little League, working with Sammy Smith out of Kingdom Impact Sports, uh, tutoring and training youngsters, and involved in a lot of things to do with the game of baseball. Dwight, thanks for joining us. Great to see you. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Nice hot day today. Absolutely. Yeah, we wanted to get you out out in the sun here. So. But hey, let's can, just bring us up to date. I know that you've been heavily involved in coaching Little League, among you know, various other things you're doing. And I know your team had quite a bit of success this year. Could you kind of just uh, bring, give us an overview to start with? Well, yes, I was lucky enough to be chosen to uh, manage the eight and nine year old All Star baseball team up at a popular Little League. And uh, I was able to actually handpick the team at this age. It's hand handpicked teams. After this year, you get voted in. So. I got lucky. I got, had a lot of kids to choose from. Um, we had a couple weeks of practice. We went and played a four-game tournament. We went 4-0. and And then for some odd reason, they gave us four days off before the championship game. And we didn't play too well in that championship game. I think we made about nine errors after uh, one error the previous four games. So. And how old did you say that the, the kids were? They're eight and nine years old. And had what level had they been playing at before? Were these these kids, uh, guys pretty experienced? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because I wanted to say something about travel ball. Um, right now, Oviedo's kind of dominating around here as far as Little League. Um, we're missing a lot of talent out there as far as uh, travel ball. And it would be awesome for some of these guys to come back the next couple years to Little League. We could probably put together a pretty good run. But, um, yeah, eight and nine-year-olds, all of them played Little League at Apopka. A few of them played travel ball. But uh, it was honestly the best youth baseball team I've ever been a part of. It was amazing. Very interesting. I didn't realize when travel ball starts as early as 9 and 10 years old now? Travel ball starts at 8. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And to tell you the truth, we could have put together – we're probably missing – seven seven kids that don't play Little League anymore, and they're good. I mean, I have nothing against travel ball. You develop a lot faster, but you can't win a Little League championship playing travel ball. So uh, 
you know, I'm all about the little league system. I believe in the little league system, and that's where I'm going to be until you know my son's out of there. We're speaking with former Blue Garter great Dwight Edge on Talking Old School. Currently, he's a coach with Apopka Little League, and he's talking about his activities there on Blue Garter Sports Central. And, of course, we'll talk a lot about a variety of things dealing with Dwight on our show today in Apopka Sports. And now, how is is travel ball incompatible with Little League? I mean, is it is it can you not play both? Well, you can, and... There's no question that you develop a lot faster in travel ball because you play a lot more tournaments, you play a lot more games, and it's obvious the kids that come back to Little League, they're they're a lot better than the kids that are just playing Little League just because of the experience. There was three or four kids, 10-year-olds, that came back and played this year at the, at the level I was coaching at. My son's eight, but he was playing in that level anyways. And it was they were shoulder heads and shoulders above everybody. And the team they were on went 18 and one during the season. So, I mean, I like travel ball. I don't know about eight and nine year olds. That's kind of young. My son couldn't make it through four or five games in a weekend. But as far as development, travel ball is great. Little league, you're going to get your five or six kids that have played before, and you're going to get that handful that never played before. And that's what I enjoy about it. You get to develop these kids. You know, you take a kid that's never played before, and by the end of the year, you know making contact at least and having fun and that's what it's all about no that's great we're great really appreciate your efforts there too it's uh you know playing a popular little league was literally the best experience of my life and the thing that you realize when you get older is you wouldn't have that experience uh, myself and my teammates if people like you uh, didn't step up and, and coach the teams and back in my day it was my coach mr usler jug anderson coached the yankees yeah, Mr. Bill Henry coached, Mr. Trapp coached the, um, the, 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 the uh, Tigers. And we just had a Don Heller Sr. was a coach. I know I'm missing some. Uh, uh, Tom Dorman was a coach. Um, Robert Pittman and Ben Pittman. Mm-hmm. And had just a great group of, of guys that really gave it themselves to make sure we had an opportunity, had that opportunity to play ball. And, and I really appreciate what you're doing now, to, to carrying on that tradition. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, I didn't, myself, I didn't play Little League out of Popka. I lived in Lockhart, so I played at Northwest Little League. And uh, I was a younger kid, and I had to, I got moved, I had an older brother, so I got forced up into the majors when I was eight. So I played in the majors for that four years. And then it was, you know, you had your dad. Your dad's out there coaching. And now you're getting a lot more parents that have played college baseball, professional baseball, at least high school baseball. And I would say it's a lot – I don't want to say it's more competitive, but I'm thinking, you know, these kids are developing faster because of their parents' backgrounds or the coaches that are coming, you know, out there to volunteer their time. I mean, I owe a lot to the city of Apopka. I mean, I was a pretty good athlete, you know, in high school here. And the city always had my back, and I feel like this is my way of giving back to the city, helping coach these kids, sharing my experiences. That's awesome. We're, we're glad you're doing it. And you bring a great attitude, too, which we'll talk more about it as well. Um, guys, friends, we're speaking with Dwight Edge, former Blue Darter baseball great, Blue Darter football great, tight end, and also football and baseball player at the University of Florida. And currently Dwight's a coach in a popular little league in addition to training youngsters as well and he was affiliated with kingdom impact sports and sammy smith up in mount dora now dwight can you tell us how you uh came to connect uh, with sammy up at kingdom impact sports and the work that you do up there well sammy contacted me probably two years ago he was interested in, in putting a travel ball team together 
and he got my my name through um i believe it was coach bobby griffin um gave him my name so we got in contact we're talking on the phone tried to put together a team it didn't didn't work out but then he opened the facility um i was there i've been there with him since day one and just trying to get kids in there to to develop the kids try to you know his philosophy it's uh building character and uh i forget the whole whole saying but uh you know, he gave me an opportunity to come up there and work, and you know we're trying to build something. Even though he's leaving, we're still going to try to build something there and uh, see what we can do. There's a lot of talent around here, especially out in Lake County, and hopefully we can help. Absolutely. Kingdom Impact Sports, founded by Blue Darter great Sammy Smith and our friend Sammy Smith. Their mission is to encourage, Thank you. empower, and equip <laughs> young athletes and students to be all that God has called them to be, both on and off the field. And Dwight Edge is one of the ones helping well, that Thank you for clarifying that. Why well, well, I actually had the, <laughs> the brochure in front of me. So I'm glad you did because I, I felt silly not knowing the whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah, and tell us a little bit more about what goes on up at Kingdom Impact Sports because, you know, I knew Sammy was doing it. In fact, I went to the uh, the fundraising dinner he did to kick it off mm-hmm. just about a year ago. And so I, I had a general idea of what he was doing, but I was really amazed and pleasantly surprised and amazed to just to see it in action, to see all the kids that are there, especially little kids, right. kids that are just all of them having fun, all of them that feel literally right at home, the parents that are involved, and, and people such as yourself, you know, top-notch instructors uh, help, helping uh, coach up these kids. Yes, well, it's primarily a, set up as a baseball facility, but we don't limit it to, to baseball. Um, we have a guy named Jordan up there right now. I believe he's an NFL free agent, played at Mount Dora High School. He's running boot camps up there, women's boot camps. We have men's boot camps, um, strength and conditioning. Uh, you have you got team workouts. Basically, any sport you know we can cater to, as far as it comes to your you know athletic ability. If you need to build strength, build speed, build flexibility, um, we offer it there. And and you also do personal um, lessons as well for for kids, right? Correct. I do personal lessons one on one. I mean, I can do you know three or four at a time but I, I it's individual i like to do one-on-one that way you can ch- concentrate on the individual kid and give them all your you know all your attention to help develop them um but yes i do train up there do baseball lessons up there I, i'm kind of limited to just the baseball lessons sammy has everything else else covered so i'm doing the baseball up there as of now and talk a little bit more as you mentioned briefly what you're trying to impart with with the youngsters that you're working with well, honestly, you know, these kids, they'll come in, uh, they're coming to me because they're having several coaches tell them, okay, do this, put your hands there, you got to stand this way, you got to stand that way, and everybody has their philosophy. My philosophy is get to know the athlete, get to know their ability, and then build a hitter or a baseball player from there. Um, it's, it's all about getting to know these kids. I mean, you can tell them to, like, we've discussed this before, you can tell them to stand here and put their hands in a certain place, but, you know, if, if they're not comfortable doing it and if they can't relax, then you're not doing them any good. you got to build their confidence. Build their confidence. They have fun. That's what it's all about. No, that's great. And I think so many people, have, I guess, originally good intentioned in sports and youth sports, all level of sports, probably going all the way up to professional sports, NFL and Major League Baseball, are good intentions, but a lot of times I think coaches sometimes do more harm than good. Take the fun out of it, um, you know, get off on the wrong direction. But anyway, it's, it's um, great to hear that you have that that approach to it. Yes, I'm a firm believer that we overcoach our kids these days. 
um, you know, this drill, that drill, this and that. You know, what happened to getting a bucket of balls and saying, all right, y'all go spread out. You get up there with a bat and let's just have fun. I mean, what happened to that? That's what I like to do. Instead of getting these kids, you know, you got to do this drill, you got to do that drill, and they're not having fun. So you got to make it fun for these kids, especially the young guys that I do. You know, I start at eight years old and work up from there. So these kids got to have fun, bottom line. Absolutely, and I um, appreciate the work you do there in, in the various aspects, teaching them, coaching them, and training them. Friends, we're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. We're coming to you live as we do every Friday during the summer from Porky's Original Barbecue right in the heart of downtown Apopka. It's going to be another great day at Porky's, and Steve and the gang are cooking it up right now, and it smells good. Um, and I'm here with Joe Ferraro, of course. And, Joe, it won't be too much longer before uh, football pr- practice starts. That's true. You know, it seems like we haven't been here in a while because of the 4th of July. Obviously, we did a best of. But uh, it's good to be back here, and the smell of the food is wonderful. Yes, and is. football is literally around the corner. And, of course, uh, we've started kind of a new wrinkle over the summer. Is some up here every now and then on a Friday night, and we had two great shows. We had the first one was baseball and barbecue with Coach Eric Lassiter and members of his staff. Yep. Steve Schwartz was up here. That was a great show. And then the most recent one was uh, bowling and barbecue. And that was just really a lot of fun. We had a phenomenal turnout of the bowlers who not just were on this year's team, but over the past three years, members of all three state championship teams. Sadly, the, the Thornton boys weren't able to be here, but I think pretty much pretty much everybody else was here, and it was just a great night, and we filled up all the benches out here, and everybody had a good time. It was an excellent show. And, of course, I want to give a shout-out to the Apopka Chief. They helped. They covered it and actually had a nice picture of our events, um, of, of, the, of the boys um, up here in the Apopka Chief last week. I would like to thank them, too, because when we were in the Little League Tournament, they covered us a lot, and they said a lot of good things about us, and I want to thank the Apopka Chief, too. Absolutely. They do a phenomenal job of covering our Popka sports in our community and our Popka football as well. And friends, we're going to go to our first break. We're at Porky's, original barbecue, heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street. Come on up and join us either before or after the show. It's going to be a great day at Porky's. And also we're, we're sponsored by our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic. We'll tell you more about him. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central, coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street, which is also Highway 441, right through the heart of town. Pleased to be joined by Dwight Edge, former Blue Darter baseball great, former Blue Darter football great, also played football and baseball at the University of Florida. Also played professional baseball as well. Dwight currently is heavily involved in coaching young play, young baseball players. He works with Sammy Smith up at Kingdom Impact Sports. And he also is a coach in a popular little league. And we're talking about all those topics on our show right now. Now, Dwight, why don't you maybe step back a little bit and love to always like to hear about the guys that played baseball Apopka and football and hear about your era. Can you talk about, reminisce a little bit about your time playing baseball at Apopka? Playing baseball at Apopka. Well, let's see. So I played for Coach Sonny Wise and Coach Bobby Brewer. Um, you're very familiar with them. Um, back then, 
it was I didn't touch the field until I was a junior. I didn't start on varsity until I was a junior. And they, Coach Wise is actually the one that made me play football. I never played football until I got to high school. Never touched a football. I played six or seven other sports, but football wasn't one of them. So they introduced me to football my freshman year because Coach Wise was the freshman football coach. So obviously they knew what they were doing because they saw a talent. To tell you the truth, playing that football helped me tremendously in baseball. By the time I was a junior, I got lucky. Uh, Brad Gerke transferred over to Dr. Phillips, and then Jerry Zaffis was like our number one pitcher that he transferred. So I ended up being the center fielder, and I was our number one starter and, a clo- and our closer. So, you know, my two years, junior and senior year, they were pretty good. My senior year we went, I think, 30-3 and three at the time. we were the, That was the best record at the time. Um, I think the next year they beat that record. Um, but it was amazing back there. To this day, I, I, all the coaches I've played for, Coach Spurrier, I mean, just down the line, Coach Brewer and Coach Wise, to me, are the best coaches I've ever played for. Just because, you know, in high school, you gotta you got to get to know the kids. You know, once you get into college and professional ball, it's not necessarily about getting to know the kids and their personalities. you got to win. You know, and then, especially Coach Brewer, he, uh, me and him really connected, and they showed me the way. And plus, they made me play football, and that helped tremendously. You know, once I my senior year it was funny. Coach Wise wanted me to go play football at University of Florida, and Coach Kramer was the football coach at the time. He said, "You need to go play professional baseball." So I, I didn't know I didn't know what to do. I was so confused because you know I was only 17. I'd never been through anything like that. I was the number one tight end recruit in the nation. I was a player of the year for 6A in baseball, and I was only 17. I had no clue what to do. Um, you know, it's funny. My co- baseball, the coach Kramer saying, "Well, if you don't get five hundred thousand dollars in the draft, then go play football." <laughs> coach Wise says, "Go play football." So I wanted to do both, and I thought I could. Um, I did for a couple years. Didn't work out too well. Once you know, un- unfortunately, you got to individualize your sports once you get into high school. Almost, um, you know, I thought I could do both. I had the talent to do both. And, you know, didn't really work out. So I quit football and uh, stuck with baseball and played professionally for a few years. But the high school experience was in this city was just amazing. I mean, the support, you know, the talent and and, and the coaches. It's it still to me was my best time in sports is my junior and senior year in high school. It was amazing. You know, I played for Coach Gerke, Coach Wise and Coach Brewer, basically legends around here. So I got lucky to play for those guys. Absolutely, it's great to hear that the account of firsthand account of what it's like to be an actual blue guard or football and baseball player from one of the all-time greats. You know, and actually, I got to say, my father hired uh, both Gerke and Wise, by the way. Yeah. So he knew what he was doing there, and, they, and both of them had never been head coaches Coach before. King they were they were young guys. Um, now, can you talk about um, you know what what's it like going from? You know, high school and making the the transition to college. I mean, what what's, what was it like playing football at Florida? Wow, I mean, I got there to University of Florida my freshman year. I'm six foot seven. I was only six six then. I think I only weighed two fifteen. Bench press maybe two fifty, and I got destroyed. Absolutely destroyed my first year. Remember one of our first full year practices? <clears throat> got named Lawrence Wright, number four. I caught a pass. He hits me. I don't go down, but when he hit me, all four of my buckles on my chin strap came unbuckled. My chin strap fell off. 
And I was like, all right, this is the real deal. <laughs> and to tell you the truth, that I've never got beat up more in my life physically getting knocked down as I did my freshman year at Florida. I mean, it was it was probably the toughest thing physically I've ever had to go through. But after that first year, you know, you're ready after that. You know, going there, I was pretty thin. You know, guys were making fun of me, thought I was on the swim team and, and, and this Boy, and that. Boy, that is making fun. But whenever they tried to whenever they tried to cover me, they couldn't. I mean, I couldn't necessarily block at that weight. But once they realized how I could run and catch, you know, they kind of stopped, stopped talking. So, but I got beat up pretty bad. And then how really about the bad. transition from foot, uh, baseball to foot? I mean, from high school in baseball well, to college. I, uh, my, I got to play. I played a lot my freshman year. Um, that was a big change. Um, coach Lopez at the time, he he probably gave me a harder time than the football coaches because I was bigger than everybody, <clears throat> and. The way I ran, or the way I ran, he used to think I was lazy, slow, and this, and he would just get on me all the time until they put the clock on us. Once I ran the 60 and he put the clock on us, and I ran a 6.5, he never said anything else to me again about the way I ran. But Coach Lopez was harder on me than the football coaches. It was hard to play for that guy. It was hard to get on the field. But, you know, the little bit, it, it was hard trying to do both. I actually played in the orange and blue game and a baseball game on the same day. So I played the orange and blue game, and then I played against Auburn that day in baseball. Um, I believe that was my second or I think that was my second year. It might have been my first year. I don't remember. But it uh, I thought I was going to be able to do both, and the agreement was if I was going to be a starter on baseball, I didn't have to do spring football, but I had to do it anyways. So that didn't really work out the way I thought it was going to. But the level, you know, the level of play – the biggest thing was the pitching. I mean, you're seeing guys throwing 90, 95, and I never saw that before, obviously, in high school. So pitching was a huge difference. And, you know, just the speed of the game, just like football. It was eye-opening. And then making the transition and playing professional baseball. Can you share some experiences from your the wood career? The wood bat. Picking up that wood bat is, is something different. I mean, I was a big, strong guy, and I ended up being you know, 250-ish. I'm 6'7". And I played center field, but I put that wood bat in my hand when I got out there in, in pro ball, and it was like I was hitting with a newspaper. I didn't know how, <laughs> I, I didn't know how to hit with a wood bat. So it took me my first, you know, the first seven, the first half season I played. It took me that long. I had to use an undersized bat just to get used to the wood. And then once I got used to the wood bat, it's just I would never want to, you know, use aluminum again. But there's politics are so huge in you know minor league baseball, pro baseball. You know I, I put up some decent numbers, nothing great. But uh, I was there. I was the Arizona Diamondbacks minor league outfielder of the year, and uh, I don't remember 2003, maybe 2004, and then got released the next spring training. So that that goes to tell you, everybody thought it was a joke. I did too. It was like you see on TV. I got to my locker after practice, and all my stuff was gone. All my stuff was cleaned out. And I was like, what's going on here? And it was one of the little pink tags hanging down. And it said, you know, come to the equipment office. I went to the equipment office, and they're like, you know, go see Mr. Jones. So I went and saw Mr. Tommy Jones and got released. So I went and played independent ball after that for a little while, and my dad wasn't doing well, so I I made a decision to, uh, to come home. And what organization was that? I ended up, the last organization I was with I mean, was, that where you got cut? 
Arizona Diamondbacks. And then I played independent ball for a little while out in um, the Northern League. I played for, um, uh, we're in Lincoln. I played for the Lincoln Salt Dogs. We played on the University of Nebraska's baseball field. And for those that you know, don't have insight into the way professional baseball works and professional sports in general to a certain extent, but which is most people, um, talk about that politics angle of it. Because cause even from what I know, you know, a little bit I know, it's, it seems like what a lot of times the guys that are the, the top draft choices or the guys that get the big bonuses, they'll bend over backwards to give them opportunities. And a lot of times those come at the expense of guys that were were, uh, were drafted lower who di- didn't get the big bonuses. You mean the bonus babies, those guys. That is huge. I played with so many guys that got drafted first round, you know, millionaires, and, and you see them on the field, you're like, how are they a first rounder? And I, I ended up signing as a free agent. And I, if I wasn't the best athlete, you know, on the field, I was pretty close to it. And exactly what you just said some of these bonus babies is what we called them you know they had some of them had just horrible attitudes and just would you know wouldn't work at things and this and that but they would stick around so that hurt you know you'd get released over you know just over money and you know my last year in the california league i robbed 10 home runs which is california league record and that's what i won defensive player of the year blah 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 no money invested in me i get released the next year you know, there's a couple of trades here and there. You know, if I were to put up huge numbers, you either got to put up huge numbers or get drafted high. You know, like Albert Pujols, he didn't get drafted high, but he got to the minor leagues and just blew it up. So you either got to do that or you got to get that money invested in you. So I didn't do either. <laughs> real world insight from yes. the, the real world of professional baseball from an Apopka Blue Darter, great Dwight Edge, former great football player, tight end, and baseball great during a wonderful era of a popular Blue High School sports. Now he's coaching youth, working with Sammy Smith at Kingdom Impact Sports, and coaching Little League for a Popkip. Well, friends, we're up at Porky's Original Barbecue. invite you to come on up and join us. People are starting to come. Line's starting to form. It's going to be a great day at Porky's. Now's a great time for me to let you know about the car show, which is a relatively new development at Porky's. It's the car show at Porky's Barbecue, a Popkip. And, of course, as we already know, Porky's already has the best bike night in Central Florida. And that's every Thursday. Well, now they've started the car show at Porky's. And that's one Tuesday a month, the second Tuesday a month. It's 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. right here at Porky's Original Barbecue, 256 East Main Street of Popkip. Come on up and check it out. And also want to let you know that our Blue Daughter Sports Central and all the programs you hear on 1520 WBGW, a Popkiss hometown station, are sponsored by our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Hit them up at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Or visit FLADOOR.com. Now, we've got about a minute before we go to break. And, um, you know, Joe... Um, Looking forward to an, another great football season here. Uh, practice starts in about two weeks. Well, we're coming back. We're healthy. We've got everybody returning. I'm anticipating an outstanding season. And uh, just for those who uh, may not be aware, Joe has predicted both state championships, by the way. It's a gift. <laughs> 
and he did it. One of them when we, I think the season the team was five and four during the regular season, six and four, which is pretty pretty impressive. And um, well, we're speaking with Dwight Edge on Blue Dart Sports Central. He's a former Blue Dart, a great football and baseball player. Played football and baseball as we're hearing at the University of Florida, and played professional baseball as well. Currently, he's one of the outstanding coaches at Apopka Little League, and he also coaches and teaches and mentors youngsters at Sammy Smith's Kingdom Impact Sports. Before we go to break, I want to remind you that about the guys over at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys over at Sheeler Auto Repair. That's a great place to take your car if you're looking for a place that will care for your car with honesty, integrity, and dependability. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter, and it's a great day at Porky's. In fact, why don't you come on up and join us? We'll be having lunch here in about half an hour. A lot of other Blue Darters and Central Floridians are already lining up to take advantage of a great lunch here on a start their Friday afternoon off right. We're speaking with Dwight Edge, former Blue Darter great, football player, baseball player, played baseball and football at University of Florida, and also played professional baseball as well in the Diamondbacks organization. Currently Dwight's uh, instructor at Kingdom Impact Sports with Sammy Smith, and he's also a coach with the Popco Little League, and we're talking about all those topics on the show today. Um, I want to remind you that our program is sponsored by our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and Burn Fat Orlando. Dr. Patrick St. Germain has worked with athletes at all levels, from youth sports to high school athletes to elite college athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. That's 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. And tell him you're an Apopka Blue Darter. Now back to Dwight Edge, today's guest on Blue Daughter Sports Central. You know, you mentioned kind of in passing that, you know, during your days playing football at Florida, that Steve Spurrier was a coach. What was what was Coach Spurrier like? I know he's one of the more colorful people and one of the more interesting people in the in the world of sports. I'd love to hear somebody that's kind of had a, a closer perspective. Wow. Coach Spurrier. Wow. What a personality. You know, I, people used to always ask me about Coach Spurrier when I played because what you see on TV or did was him getting mad, throwing his visor. You think he's yelling at the quarterback when the truth of the matter is, okay, sometimes he was, but nine out of ten times he was mad at himself for doing those things. So you see him throwing a visor or getting up in a quarterback's face. A lot of times he's mad at himself and just it looks like he – that's what surprised me is – how hard he was on himself and the emotions you saw on the sidelines weren't they were depicted wrong what you saw on tv it wasn't how he was in person um one of the funniest things about that guy is every day every day of practice he'd be out there with his shirt off catching punts (laughs) he'd put his visor on either backwards or sideways take his shirt off and catch punts and then he'd kick them I mean, the, the guy was just as happy as can be. Um, ultimate competitor. Amazing brain as far as... He would come up with a different 
not a different play, so many different plays on a daily basis. It was unreal. I mean, it took me a year to to learn the offense. I mean, I still know his signals he had and all this, but his his brain is it's relentless. It's amazing, and his competitive spirit. Um, he's a perfectionist. He wasn't a big fan of us tight ends, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I always to criticize him. Yeah, get the ball to the tight well, end you more. Know what, you know what? That's not necessarily his fault, um, because. You know, the quarterback ultimately has the decision. I mean, there are several times we're wide open and just didn't ever make it over to our side of the field, you know. Um, so you can't put that on Coach Berger. He would call our plays or we'd have our chances, just the fact that we get the ball thrown at us, which was I went to college to, to run and catch the ball, and it just didn't work out that way. But Coach Berger was awesome. I mean, his, his mind just – it just blow you away with the stuff he come come up with. You know, ride over, rip, blue slide, steamers, X back. You know, cut back. This it's like, how can he remember all this stuff? And how are our quarterbacks supposed to, you know, get the signal in? But it works. I mean, I had to learn all the signals because I, I was playing with Doug Johnson and Jesse Palmer. Warfel was there my my freshman year. <clears throat> yeah, so it was Doug Johnson and Jesse Palmer. So I had to learn all the signals to help those guys out because. <laughs> Jesse, I can't believe he's talking now because back then, you know, he, he talks. You know, he's he does commentating in this and that. Sure. Back then, he was so hyper and would get talking so fast. Half the time, I had to call the plays whenever whenever he was quarterback. <laughs> he started doing that stuff. Like Jesse, calm down, calm down. But Coach Spurrier was so hard on those quarterbacks. I understand why they got nervous, except for Doug Johnson. Doug. Doug Doug stood up right to him. Doug didn't take anything from Coach Burger, which they had that love-hate relationship, I think. And it worked out. Um, but Coach Burger, he's a great coach, great man. I mean, you know, he, he expected, you know, greatness out of you. And if you didn't show it, you probably won't going to play. Very interesting. Real world, real world insights from a, a Popka Blue Darter great, Dwight Edge, talking about his experiences playing at University of Florida. And insights about Coach Spurrier. Yeah, you know, one thing about Johnson, you know, he'd actually he's a little bit older than the other guys too. You know, he'd actually gone and played pro baseball and, and come back, so that probably gave him a little the raise, a little more uh, maybe uh, life experience at least to deal with Coach there. Yeah, he gave. I think he played maybe only one, one or two summers of baseball and then gave it up because Coach Spurrier kind of put the pressure on him, I believe, and he wasn't. It wasn't doing great, you know. Baseball, it's it's a every sport is, but baseball, you gotta you can't just stop for six months and then go try to hit a baseball. It just doesn't work. So, I think he read the writing on the wall, Doug, and was like, "Okay, football is going to be my thing." Even though he was a good, you know, he was a great baseball player. Um, you know, I think Coach Perry put a little pressure on him too to to give it up. You know, Coach Perry would give you that opportunity to play another sport because Aaron Kenny was the other tight end when I played, and he played basketball, and he played for Tennessee Titans for eight, I don't know, seven or eight years. So. You know, trying to play a couple, you know, two sports there, Coach Spurrier would let you if you were going to compete on the other team. So if you weren't, then you're there for football. Speaking with Dwight Edge on Blue Dart Sports Central, we're coming to you live from Porky's. Now, Dwight, what was it like to play for Chip Gerke Chip at a pop cup? Chip Gerke. Oh, man. I, you know, because I never played football until I got to high school, so I really didn't, I didn't know who, I knew who they were. Um, I didn't get interested in football until right before I went to high school, and my brother was uh, 
friends with Warren Sapp, and they played you know, basketball together in high school in the early 90s. And that's when I started even hearing about college football. And then Coach Gerke just uh, – Coach Gerke is more on the defensive side, so I was basically with Coach Kramer most of the time for my for the first three years because um, my senior year, senior year, Coach Gerke left. So my first three years, I was basically with Coach Kramer, Jim Kramer. Um, Coach Gerke was on the defensive side, so I didn't have a whole lot of interaction with him, but – Definitely it was intense. Definitely was loud. And, you know, he knew what he wanted. What he, he demanded, just like Coach Spurry, he demanded greatness out of his players. And you know how we were back back in the 90s, you know, not winning state championships like now, but, you know, we were very, 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 very good. And, you know, Coach Gierke is, you know, main reason for that, I would say. Well, absolutely. Great coach. Um, people knew who he was. People wanted to play for him. Um I remember, you know, seeing a thing on Warren Sapp. You know, Warren, I, I believe, tried to quit one game or something, and Coach Coach Gerke was like, you know, you know, you're making a mistake by doing that. And you know, of course, Warren's very happy that uh, he, gave him, <laughs> he gave him a second chance. So Coach Gerke is great. Yeah, absolutely. In a lot of ways, and one, two things that I actually played for baseball for Gerke and uh, American Legion ball, actually, and um. Two things I'd say about him. One, he definitely loves the players, mm-hmm. and he definitely uh, can communicate that and, and has the players' interest at heart. And um, But also, one of those rare coaches that can, can be disciplined and have high standards and push you and all that, but at the same time do it without you know being a jerk about it, if you right. will. And, right. and, and uh, do, it, do it somehow in a, in a positive way so that the player gets the message and, and doesn't get mad and, and angry or, or, you know, or discouraged or whatever. Well, in the, you know, in the 90s, it's changed. It wasn't that long ago, but it's changed. It was probably a little bit more rough. I'm not like, you know, like the 70s or something like that where it was really bad, you know, as far like as... when I played, As far as coaches, you know. <laughs> and and it, was, it was pretty bad. Not letting you have water and stuff like that, you know. We so couldn't have water until my junior year. It wasn't that that bad. Um, you know, plus, I was... There's only two of us tied in, so I was always with the offensive line, you know. Kind of just working on my six-inch jab step, <laughs> working on my down block. All right, go catch some passes, Dwight. So that's kind of how it was. <laughs> great insights from Dwight Edge, a great Apopka Blue Darter. Currently, he's a youth sports coach, coaches at Apopka Little League, works with Sammy Smith at Kingdom Impact Sports, and we're getting some really phenomenal insights about Dwight and some of the great stops, very interesting stops he's made along his way of his career. Um also joined Pete Paquette's joining us now. Pete, thanks for coming over. Nice. Got, pass up the aroma, the smell. He's got the shades on. He's already uh, in relaxation mode, chilling mode here at Porky's. And Porky's is a great place to chill. And we're here. Uh, we'll be having lunch right after the program. Also want to remind you once again about the Porky's Car Show. The Car Show at Porky's, that's the first Tuesday of every month. As you know, it's kind of a spinoff of a bike night at Porky's. Porky's has the best bike night in Central Florida every Thursday. Well, now they've got the car show at Porky's the first, the second Tuesday of every month. Showtime is 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. right here at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street, which, of course, is also Highway 441, which runs right through the heart of town. And uh, just say a quick word about our friend Sammy Smith. Um, you know, Sammy, unfortunately, you know, Great. Uh, fortunately and unfortunately, he got a phenomenal career opportunity. He's been going to Ole Miss as their team chaplain, also known as life coach. 
and which is you know, thrilled and very happy and joyful about that, but very sad, too, that he's going to be, be leaving us here in, in Central Florida. Yes. I mean, I'm glad he's going. You know, he's going. He's got him. You know, he got a job. He got a different opportunity. Something that you know he wasn't expecting. I don't believe. Um, kind of came out of the blue. But you know, I'm happy for him. You know, of course, I want him to stay here to help with you know help bring in more kids at the facility. But you know, the guy's work. You know, he's, he's worked his tail off, and you know, he deserves deserves this opportunity. So I'm nothing but happy for him. God's opened a huge door for him, and I'm, I know that he'll be. Have an opportunity to make a huge impact in the lives of guys that really, really can use his kind of influence and yeah. his kind of message. Yeah, especially with some of the things that are going down at Ole Miss right now, it's it's not looking good. And hopefully, with him in there, he can uh, he can straighten. Some he has things a chance out. to do some yes. some real some real work right Fast. off the bat. Yes. Well, friends, we we'll right back we'll be, for Porky's for our final segment. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on fifteen twenty WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's a great day to be in a Popka Blue Darter. Coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue on this beautiful July summer morning. Joe Ferraro is here on this location producing. Our guest is Dwight Edge, former Blue Darter football and baseball great. Pete Paquette has showed up as well. So we've got a great crew here. And people are already starting to line up for a great lunch at Porky's barbecue a pop gift. talking to Dwight about a, a variety of things and Dwight why don't we um, go back and talk a little bit more about your your role and your activities as, as a coach in a popular little league and what now where do you go now is your season over with your uh, nine and ten year olds actually it was the, yes eight nine year olds but at the eight nine year old level you can only districts as far as you can go so once Starting next year, well, my son's only eight, so I might not be there yet. But ten years old and up, then that's when you can play for your state titles, for your regionals, for this and that. So the eight, nine-year-old level, we just had one small tournament. It was a pool play. Everybody played everybody once. Um, so we went 4-0 in that, made it to the championship game against Oviedo, and then we just the wheels fell off. And I learned you have to prepare for the unknown which eight, nine-year-olds, is hard to prepare for the unknown, but... They're still figuring out the known. <laughs> after after you make... but after, I'm saying, It was unbelievable. These kids make one error through four games. Just one. And we outscored everybody 38 to 13, I think. And then four days off, and then we get in that championship game, and I think it was nine or ten errors we had. And, you know, you can't blame eight and nine-year-olds. I mean, it's, it's, it's just... You know, they're so young, I and mean, then they started getting so upset, and the wheels were falling off. I was in shock. I didn't know what to do, so I started doing all kinds of crazy things, trying to get these kids going, and it didn't work out. But um, we had a chance to, you know, played for the district championship, and we lost to Oviedo. I believe it was like 9-1, to one, and all all nine runs were unearned. So this it's the way it is, man, but it, it was – this, the third game we played of that tournament was the most unbelievable youth game I've ever been a part of. We played Oviedo, and uh, there was, I think there was one error in that game that was on us. Uh, like my son turned a double play from center field. Pitching on both sides was was just just unreal, and we ended up I caught we ended up winning on a walk off squeeze in the bottom of the sixth. So we won two to one, and that, that was that was 
exciting. Very, very, very exciting, especially for these eight, nine-year-olds to be able to experience something like that. I mean, I think I shocked the whole everybody there by calling that, but I had no choice. The kid they brought in was throwing gas, and the guy that, you know, Wyatt Lynch, he was our hitter, and he'd already played on top team. And I told him, I was like, hey, I'm going to give you one pitch to swing. And after that, get ready to bunt. He's like, all right. So he took the first pitch strike, so I gave him the bunt, <laughs> I gave him the bunt sign. My son was on third base. I said, J.D., get ready. And he put down a bunt. Their catcher actually goes out to field it, grabs it barehanded, like goes to spin back around and dive at my son. Dives at my son. Made a great play, but my son slid around him. I mean, it was just that game, pitching, defense, base running for eight, nine-year-olds. I wish someone would have got that on video. It, it was awesome. Awesome. Very awesome. Yeah, no joy like watching your team play well, that's for sure. But then they like got coaching us, up to do. They got us back in the championship but, game now. But, I mean, but, that, but that's been a part of it at all levels. You know, I mean, some days some days it's just not your day. You know, some days you, you know, all the breaks go against you, and sometimes it doesn't seem like you can catch the ball. So, you know. Yeah, with, when you, yeah, when you don't see that in practice and then you don't see it in the four games and then it just almost everybody in the starting lineup had an error. I, I, it was just mind-boggling, but you know what? That you know that falls on me. We, we have four days off. We we're only able to practice twice, you know, and you know that's my. You know, I take I take the blame for you know my whole thing was defense, 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 defense. We didn't even hit that much when we we're practicing. Practice for two weeks, and we did all defense. And then those four days off, I didn't do, I didn't work on the defense like I should have, and you know, it could have been my fault for not. You know, they're only eight, nine. They're gonna forget after a couple of days. So, you know, you learn, you, you live, you learn. Yeah, yeah, you lose, you learn. And, and, and at that age, they haven't learned just to let it go either. Yeah. You know, that probably, well, I, mean, I know, well, I didn't learn that until many, many, many started. years later. Yeah, they <laughs> Pretty started. much after I stopped, stopped playing. But, you know, a lot, you know, at that age, they don't know. Roger uh, still hasn't let it go. It's easy to get bogged down. You make an error, you get bogged down in it instead of just, just let it well, go. You, you get know. tears from these kids this age. They start crying, and then it's... <laughs> And then they make it, you know, it's it, it, it was. It's a unique kind of a experience, definitely. Unique. It's a learning experience for everybody. Yes. So so, so next, next step, you're going you're gonna to go coach again next year? Oh, of course, yes. Um, I normally don't do fall ball with my son because I let him do soccer or whatever sport he wants to do. But if I get a chance to coach this, another all-star team next year, I want to go ahead and uh, start coaching again in the fall so I can get a look at these get a look at these kids for next spring so um but yes i'll be up there for the next five years six years i'm not going anywhere unless uh something crazy happens but yeah i'll be there i mean it's it's a passion for me i love working with these kids now you obviously have a great balance between you know wanting to coach the kids up fundamentally be fundamentally sound play the game well win you know on the field but at the same time you know know it's all about having fun know it's all about developing understanding their kids little kids and you know there's only a certain amount of you know, intensity that you want to want to put in there but a lot of you know a lot of you know coaches at youth sports and parents don't really have that kind of kind of balance well, i mean i mean how, how do you you know, deal with that or what what, what you know well, what, what advice would you give to somebody else coaching or parents in youth, in youth baseball? Well, I definitely bring an intensity to it, and there's no doubt about that, but the biggest thing to me is negativity. 
You can't be negative to these little kids. You can't demean them. You can't talk down to them because that's just going to make them feel bad. And then the parents are going to get mad at you. And you don't want parents. I haven't had any problems with any parents yet in the last in, in the four or five years. Not yet. I'm sure it's coming. But I'm not out there talking bad about their kid. I'm not yelling at their kid. And I'm going to yell at them, but I'm not going to demean them. You know what I'm saying? You know, in that in quick little story, during the season, during our regular season, we ended up coming in third place. But we had a kid on our team named Cameron Barnes. Kid never played baseball before. Went the whole season, didn't hit a ball. Last game of the season. Last game of the season. Last at bat, hits a missile off the right center field wall, gets a triple out of it. Made wow. my made my season. Oh, that's awesome. Made my Great season. Story. It was worth it. That was it. Made my season. It was awesome. I mean, he, I mean, he hit. He was like. I run, run! <laughs> Seriously, we got to tell him to run, and it, it was awesome. That's a great story, and that 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 a great example of the joys of, of coaching any level, but especially co- coaching kids. Yes, it's it's awesome because you know that level eight, they're scared. You know, you're scared of the ball. Half the kids are scared, and, and that ball hurts when it hits you. You know, so th- that's the biggest thing: get over that fear. Throw some tennis balls at them and hit them. That'll help. Great advice all the way around. Well, Dwight, thanks for coming up to Porky's and joining us for the full hour today. It's always great to talk with you. It's really enjoyed all your phenomenal insights. We learned a lot today, Joe. Sure did, especially about Steve Sparrier. He sure did. I know, I know. Because my only experience with with Steve Sparrier is that his contempt for the media. Oh, he's great with the media. Oh, yeah. He's great with the media. A lot of those guys deserve contempt, too. I mean, you know, a lot of this... A lot of these so-called sports writers don't, don't know the first thing they're talking about. So that's true. true. And he's a guy that you know, he, he, he wants he wants you to know what you're you. talking He'll about. He'll play you too. He'll play you. Yeah. But I appreciate y'all having me up here. Well, it's great. We appreciate the work you do, especially uh, giving back to the kids and giving back to the community. The great work you do with Sammy up at Kingdom Impact Sports. And friends, that's going to be it for our show today. We invite you to come on up and join us uh, here with Pete and Joe and Dwight, and we're going to be having lunch with Steve and the gang. So come on up and see us. I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and Dr. Patrick St. Germain at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando, too. That's going to do it for the show today. Thank you to Joe producing on location and to Alan in studio. Have a great day and have a great weekend. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.